features a female psychic. And an old rat. An old rat. And I don't want them to be turtles. What can I have? What can I have? This is a Standard Nerds podcast. How'd you like me now? Hello and welcome to How Do You Like Me Now, the podcast where we go back and relive the golden years of kids' TV. I'm Will, with me as always is Liz. Hello Liz. We're all aficionados now. <laughs> Indeed we are. Indeed we are. So Liz, this week's my pick. Okay, what you got then? This week I'm going to do something actually which people have been asking for. People have been crying out for this Liz. They've been clamouring, have they? They've been clamouring for it. Clamouring like you wouldn't believe. That doesn't think, make me feel happy. I know, I know, because people only ever clamour for things that they know you're going to hate. So. I know, exactly. <laughs> so this week, I think this has the hallmarks of all the things that you're going to dislike. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it's uh, a cartoon. Right. It's... Uh, Four billion characters. It may have, it may have, it may not have. Uh, it's got three main characters. Okay. They are all rodents. And they all ride motorcycles. It's biker mice from Mars, Liz. Didn't we just do that? No. No, we've not done that biker was, mice that from was Mars. Cats. <laughs> Thundercats. Right. That and that's different from the mice thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we've done cats. Now we're going to mice. Cats of thunder, but mice have bikes. And they're from Mars. Well, these specific mice, not all mice. Not all mice have bikes and from Mars. These are biker mice who come from Mars. Why don't you tell me about all the things you remember about this, and I'll, I'll try and get excited. I'll be honest, I can't remember too much of the actual plot of this past the intro. Which what? Was... Do you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's because there isn't a plot. <laughs> that's been common to a lot of things you've chosen. <laughs> lies. Scurrilous lies cast upon my choices. This is about three mice. What's their names? You don't know. Uh, let's call them Maurice, Thrasher, and Blinky. Okay. Um, for argument's sake, it's not their names, but probably we'll call better them that. than their actual names. Anyway, they are anthro. I want to say anthropomorphic, but I'm not sure that's the thing. They're basically mice, but with human bodies. That sounds terrifying. Like they look kind of like Hell's Angels. Like they've got the leather vests and the and the bikers. They look like bikers. yeah, they look like bikers. They've got the muscly arms and tattoos and everything. But they got mouse faces. Yeah, mouse heads. Mouse heads. Mouse heads. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So one of them's brown, one of them's grey, and one of them's like a white mouse. And they ride around on Harley Davidson style chopper bikes. Yeah. On Mars. On Mars. Maybe it's not all on Mars. Maybe they've come from Mars to they, Earth. They come from Mars. What? I'm not sure why. I presume because there's more roads on Earth. Have they got an enemy? Oh, yeah, they had to have an enemy. Well, who is it then? Oh, I couldn't tell you that. It could be society. You, uh, did you ever watch this? Yeah, I did watch this. I just can't remember it that well at all. Right. But okay. anyway, we are going to go. And I mean, do you you have no idea what I'm talking about with any of this, do you? You've got no memory no, of this whatsoever. No, I vaguely think that... A nerd that I've known in the past used to collect the toys of it. Okay. Other than that, I... It wasn't you, was it? No, it wasn't me. Other than that, I don't think I would ever have heard of it in my entire life. Well, I mean, I'm quite intrigued to to see what you think might happen. Biker mice from Mars? Well, firstly, I want to know... It says they're from Mars, so they must be here. They're not on Mars. 
Okay, so they must have travelled. If not to Earth, then to another planet. Well, I don't know about that. Whoa, I... whoa, whoa. Right, I'm speaking. <laughs> so they're from Mars. So I'm assuming they are somewhere else. If they are here, their natural enemy, I would say, is the cats. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? That's their natural enemy. Although they'd have to be like people cats, not... Um, <laughs> not maybe cat. like from that film. It'd be like them fighting Judy Dench and Idris Elba. <laughs> um, and yeah, they're bikers. So I'm assuming that they are tough, but with hearts of gold. I think they are tough with hearts of gold. Sure. Yeah. I think, I mean, one thing I will say is just because it says biker mice from Mars does not mean that necessarily they have to be in a different place to Mars. I knew you wanted to make that point and I don't care. Because I can refer to, say, Steve from Dartford. Steve can still be in Dartford. But if you were in Dartford, would you still say, this is Steve from Dartford? If you or would calling... you not just say Steve? No, if you're calling a radio phone in and they announce you, they're like, oh, on line one now we've got Steve from Dartford. Yeah, but that's because the radio phone in isn't in Dartford, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, but you're in your living room. That's not on Mars. On line one, we've got the biker mice from Mars. I'm just saying, if the whole thing is set on Mars, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> And we'll be having this conversation again. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to go away, I think, now and watch a couple of episodes of Biker Mice from Mars, and we will report back. Duncan, I'm blamed! And we're back. So, Liz, we've just gone and watched two episodes of Biker Mice from Mars. Absolutely, we have. Your immediate takeaway? More biking than I wanted. <laughs> more biking than you expected from... Well, I would have liked if there was more Mars and less bikering. Well, the thing is, they've, they're from Mars. They're not on Mars. It's not biker mice on Mars. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've clearly forgotten what we, what we said before we watched it, <laughs> which you were like, well, you can't expect them to not be on Mars just because the title's from Mars. Well, I was dead wrong. Yeah, yeah, you were. You <laughs> I were. was dead wrong. Yeah, no Mars in this at all. But you, you can't, you've got to expect them to bike, Liz. They're, they're, they're called biker mice. The first episode, I was a bit disappointed by it. I thought it was very... What's the word? Boring. <laughs> It, I, I will give you, it does plod a little bit. That The thing is, this is an establishing thing, and I think with a few of these we've seen, the establishing like episode, you know, it can be a bit heavy, a bit labour-intensive to say, right, we need to give you the setup of why they are mice, why they're from Mars, why they ride bikes. They don't explain any of those things. Those are just things there. What they do explain is an enormous elaborate story behind it. Yes, let's just let's just go back over what you've said. So you've said, we have to understand the first episode will be boring because they have to establish a lot of stuff. If that's okay? what I said, I don't think that's what I meant. I think. Oh, well, that's what I was getting from it. <laughs> and what happens in this episode is... It is boring, and it does not establish a damn thing. <laughs> I didn't know any of the characters' names. Okay, well, you clearly weren't paying enough attention. I shall tell you the characters' names. Okay. Right, you've got Throttle, who's the leader of the biker mice. He's the one who wears the green glasses. Is he Is he the white one? No. He is the one... He's the, the brown, brown one with, brown. The green, with the green glasses. Okay, he's brown. That's Throttle. Then you've got Modo, who's the big grey one with the bionic arm. Right. And then Vinny is the white one with the faceplate. Throttle, yep. Modo, yep. and Vinny. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, what, okay. Do you, what do you think of those names? I'm 
not a big fan. <laughs> I throttle, I get. Yes. But with Vinny, it says to me you didn't know which direction you were going in. Well, to me, Vinny sounds like a typical biker name. Like, if I think of, like, an American biker gang, at least one of them's called Vinny. Okay, what about Modo? Modo, I don't know where that's from. No. I, I don't know what that is. Like, maybe Mo- they were, like, Moto, but Moto's two on the nose. Two on the nose, but Throttle's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thro- well, you can't have, like, Throttle, Moto, and Vinny. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, so we've got Throttle, Moto, Modo, Modo. and Vinny. These are our three biker mice. Yes. And so what happens in this episode is... They crash into a sort of American sports game. Yes, there's a game of baseball going on in the Chicago. The game of baseball. They are flying through space. They get attacked. Not in a spaceship. Yes. On their m- bikes. No, no, no. It's in a it's in a spaceship that's the shape of a motorbike. Oh. But they are inside it. Okay, so now what's happened here is... <laughs> this is one of those shows where I tried my best. Okay. But I didn't really... I didn't really get what was going no, on. No, that, that's fair. I can say there's a lot going. It's a, a lot to take happening. in. It was a lot happening. Okay, so yeah. the three of them crash land in the American baseball game. Yes, the American. Why are you saying it like that? Well, it's just I'm establishing yep. okay. what happens. Yep. These are the facts. Yes, they 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 crash through the sports scoreboard yeah it seems like you're adding an extra qualifier on these things like <laughs> it's not like they crashed onto a non-sports scoreboard but it's a big one so big that i know i'm skipping right to the end of the episode but i think they say they're going to live in it yes they are that blew my mind <laughs> because they're not mice they're person-sized mice yes so how how can that possibly be big enough well, like you say, it's big enough that a spaceship can crash into it and leave a small hole and not destroy the whole thing. It's enormous. I mean, you know, I'm amazed that it's not something we've heard of in America, particularly because I hadn't even heard of the name of the team that was playing. The Nubs. The Nubs. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you call a baseball team the Nubs? The Chicago Nubs. Oh, God. Sorry. Yeah, I've just got what that is. Wow. You think I'm dense on American sports? The Chicago Nubs, obviously. Chicago Nubs. Yeah, and it's, I don't know when when we are. It's sort of like a, uh, I don't know, a dystopian future. Well, I don't know. I think it's meant to be like period appropriate for when this was released. I think it's meant to be the 90s. Okay. This isn't from the eighties. No, no, this is from nineteen ninety-three. Are you sure? Yes, this is this is this from ninety-three to about ninety-five, ninety-six. Oh, now that makes me really, really view this in a whole different light. <laughs> this has a very eighties vibe. They said gnarly at one point. Oh yeah, yeah. They they've literally gone got like a dictionary of biker slang and pulled stuff out. Is of that it. biker slang? Well, I think it probably was at some point. No. Like that's no. a gnarly head at like biker or surfer slang. It's yeah, those are those aren't just exchangeable. <laughs> you know, bikers or surfers. One of them was saying it. Those are not the same groups of people, Will. <laughs> okay, right. Oh my goodness. So yeah, straight in, there's a lot of lingo going on. They're like, I can't see a repair pit anywhere. If I can just get some psycho parts to, you know, fix my bike. And I was like, this is all unnecessary. This is just meant to confuse people. No, this is meant to establish them as serious bikers. Because we all know serious bikers talk in, in an unintelligible code. That's that's a fact of life, Liz. Okay. They, they must do. Because otherwise, why would they have the mice talk like this? Well... 
That is exactly my question to you. Why do the mice talk like this? Because they're bikers. I think it's just to frighten away, like, maybe adults or, you know, people who wouldn't enjoy overly technical dialogue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So, But they are looking for... I think, well, to us, before they even get there, right. we've got to talk about they have a fight in the stadium because they their spaceship crash lands into the scoreboard. They jump out on their bikes land and start riding around this stadium uh, and Vinny we get an immediate sense of what they're what they're going to be like because Vinny rides up on someone trying to mug a hot dog vendor oh my goodness okay so in inside the stadium yeah. the hot dog vendor is being mugged by someone with a crowbar <laughs> now I know that security back then wasn't the same as now but they honestly, like, somebody with a crowbar got in? We all remember the lawless days of 1993. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. If you, get in, if you are looking to mug someone at a baseball game, if you're, you're, you've gone to see the Chicago Nubs, <laughs> you're enjoying the game, you think, I really need some cash and also a hot dog, I'm going to mug that hot dog vendor in a corridor. Why would you mug a hot dog vendor? Why? why? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you have that... If you can do that exchange to establish, right, they are crime fighters, why wouldn't you have that out on the street? Well, to be fair, it makes sense that he's mugging someone in the stadium because everything else is a desolate wasteland. But the stadium, completely untouched. Yeah. Normal. (laughs) Totally normal. So, obviously, he's got to go in there to mug people because somehow that's been protected, whereas everything else in Chicago has been razed to the ground. Well, this is is like, you know, the the bit in Gladiator between Derek Jacobi and um, and Joaquin Phoenix. I'm sure it is, but please tell me why. (laughs) Well, where Joaquin Phoenix comes back into Rome as New Emperor having killed his father, he basically... Launches the games again, reopens the Colosseum, and Derek Jacobi and his mate, whose name I can never remember, are complaining that this is ridiculous. You know, he's the people are dying and the city's crumbling, and he's giving them games. And they're like, Yeah, of course, distract them, distract them with you know the Colosseum and the Gladiator games, and they'll ignore the fact they haven't got sanitation and that the city's on fire. So, this is this is just yeah, this is just a standard tactic established for several thousand years. If you give the people entertainment, they won't mind so much that their entire city's being destroyed. Wow. That was a very deep point mm. for what is just the fact that Biker Mice from Mars forgot that some people might try and destroy the, the Chicago Nubs Stadium. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once, once they've got everything it's else. It's the most beloved team in America. I'm sure it is. Yeah, well, I, I, the reason I think I forgot that that exchange happened was because it was crap. It does introduce the thing I, I like, though, is that the mice, they call everyone citizen, which Do to they? me is like a very sort of, you know, 50s Superman kind of thing. Stand back, citizen. I shall save you. It's that kind of... I don't know why they call everyone citizen, but it they just do. It doesn't immediately say biker, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it says to me, not of this world, but they know the word citizen. Yeah. Well, they're speaking English. Yeah, they? yeah, they, they are. They know, no, no, they know all the words. Yeah. They've chosen that word. Yeah. What happens after this this exchange in the stadium when they go out and they're looking for repair shop is they find the last chance garage. <laughs> and I have to say garage. Yes. Because You're not last, say garage. last chance garage is always sounding 
Right. <laughs> yes. In my accent, I would say last chance garage. But they say last chance garage. So that's what we've got to go with. Yeah. Anyway, it's the classic tale. The spunky lady who, you know, knows all the lingo and all the stuff now, is getting done over by a big lug. <laughs> a big lug who's yeah. covered in oil. And she needs somebody to rescue her. Yeah. I don't know if you caught her name. I don't think that... They said her first name, I think. I don't think they said her full name. Uh, the name's Charlene, isn't Charlene, it? Charlene, yes. They all call her Charlie. Yeah. Her surname is Davidson. Charlie Davidson? Yes. I'm I'm unimpressed by that. <laughs> I knew you would be. Charlie, I knew you would be. <laughs> Charlie Davidson. Charlie Davidson. God, Just yeah. in case. You know, that's nominative determinism at work. She's got to go into some field relation to bikes. Charlie but, Davidson. Charlie Davidson. But yeah, she's been beaten up by... Grief. I don't like that, Will. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, Liz, there's a lot in this you're not going to like. Yeah. But yeah, so Charlie Davidson, she is being beaten up by Grease Pit. Yes, Grease Pit, who, whose voice sounded so familiar to me. Right, I looked this up. He is voiced by uh, Brad Garrett. The big guy from... Everybody loves Raymond. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was him. Yeah. I nearly said to you, I thought it was him. He has a very distinctive voice. He does. And he has the big lug voice. So, yeah. you know, typecast, but he's very good at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's an excellent voice. However, the dialogue is shocking. The trash talk that <laughs> takes place between them, he's trying to convince her to vacate the premises, and she says to him, I'm going to vacate your face. I don't even know what that means. What does it mean? I don't know what that means. She says it while she's holding a spanner. I don't know what that... She's going to empty his face? I, yeah, empty it. I don't, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That's like when, when you do that back and forth of somebody's like, you know, you're a this and you're like, you're a whatever. <laughs> and it just doesn't work. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then the bike mice arrive to save the damsel in distress, even though she isn't a damsel, but she's been put in distress anyway. And they do not improve the dialogue level <laughs> if at anything, all. They drop it down. Yes, it comes down. I would say that. <laughs> I would agree. I think there's one point where it really drops, and I'm sure you spotted it as well. Yeah. Where Vinny, Vinny says they challenge Grease Pit, and Grease Pit says something like, "Oh yeah, who's gonna make me?" And Vinny goes, "Who's gonna make me?" Is my middle name. Yes. Right. Technically, that would be four middle names. Who's gonna make me? Is my middle name? No, you can't have that. Danger is my middle name. That's fine. Adventure is my middle name. One word can yep. be your middle name. Who's gonna make me? Is my middle name. Even if you accept that as one word, who's gonna make me? Not, not no. a good. Right. I wrote all of this dialogue. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. from that small scene. Are you a man or a mouse? It's pretty fucking obvious they're mice. <laughs> Modo, because he gets accused of being a rat, says, My mama didn't raise no stinking rat. Terrible. I think that is apparently like a, a you know, it's a, that's a that's a motif, that's a recurring thing through the series. Uh, Whenever anyone calls them rats, he gets he gets angry like oh, that. Oh, listen, listen. Every single mouse in cinematic animation history, when accused of being a rat gets annoyed about it mm -hmm. they make this a thing this is a distinction that as humans we have decided right yeah mice aren't sentient we don't know what they think of rats um mice are sentient oh, mice are sentient <laughs> sorry just to clarify mice are definitely sentient right i don't know what you meant but you didn't mean sentient a my sentient is it's <laughs> what we need to establish <laughs> Just to be clear, mice are sentient, but we don't know their feelings on rats. 
Mice don't have the power of speech. <laughs> they don't have the power of language, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they do. This would be a very different show if these mice weren't sentient. It would, wouldn't it? Yes. I don't think I'd have enjoyed it any less, to be honest. It's quite, quite a boring episode. And also in that section, when they're discussing whether they are mice, rats, gerbils, you were expecting turtles, which is so on the nose of like, this is obviously partly inspired by Ninja oh, Turtles. Oh, it's a massive rip-off. Oh, it's a rip-off. It's huge rip-off. What other animal can we do? Do mice, instead of being into, like, karate, ninja. Uh, ninja, yeah, ninjutsu and nin- karate. Yeah. Ninjicity. Ninjicity. <laughs> whatever it is ninjas do. <laughs> instead of doing that, they'll be bikers. Yeah. It's like, you know, what can they be into? What's they, tough? They've got to have a thing. They've like, got what's to their have thing? A, okay, we, this is like, you know, you could do this almost by committee. Right, we need a new kids TV series. It's got to be about a series of heroes. Right, what animal are they going to be? Well, we've done turtles. Yeah. You know, birds, nah, doesn't really work. Cats, that's already been that's done. That's been done. We you know, did it. Worm, it's, you know, it's good, but I think it's a little out there so far. Too, Maybe in a couple of years. There. Mice. Boom. Okay, but mice are quite small weedy. Well, you know, what's tough? Give us a tough thing. Bikers, excellent, like it. Also, then gives them a toy line, because they can have bikes and they can have command centres and everything else. Yeah, and even Charlene is a clear rip-off, because she's kind of... She's she's wearing a bloody overall. Oh, she's, she's the April O'Neil of the piece. Yeah, I, April I O'Neil. totally knew that character's name. <laughs> This does have the feel of, you know, they don't know what the catchphrase is going to be that the kids are going to hone in on. Because this thing, if you get a catchphrase wrong in a kids' TV show, you're done, right? If you get the catchphrase right, great, you know, get everyone to remember that. So the solution here appears to be throw as many catchphrases out there as you can. Mm. So there's loads. So there's, what a rush, oh man, it's tail whipping time. Oh, it's tail whipping time. Ooh. They definitely thought that would take off. It's tail whipping time. And they very, very pointedly dropped that G off the end. They definitely thought that was a thing. And it's not a thing. Stop <laughs> trying to make but, tail whipping a but thing. But I feel like they don't even like the fact that they're mice. Because in the, at the end of that scene, he uses antennas to put thoughts in April's brain. Yeah. Charlene's brain. <laughs> and mice don't have antennas. No, biker mice from Mars. Oh, you're saying that to me like that's an established fact. It's the title of the show, that they're from Mars. No, that that any mice that came from Mars would have antennas. You're saying that to me like I should have already known that. Why couldn't he put it in her brain with his tail? That's a little weird. Or by making her eat some cheese. Something to do with mice. But they hate cheese, Liz. We established this at the end. These are alien mice. And what's better way to to separate them as alien than give them antennae for some reason? Doesn't work. (laughs) And they don't use them enough. No, they don't. They barely use them at all. What it says to me is that they did this whole thing, they drew it out, they screened it, and some exec someone went, I don't get that these mice are from Mars. I need something to make them a little more Martian. Right? And that guy was an idiot. Because <laughs> let me tell you how these mice are different from normal mice. Right? Go for it. They're sentient. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I'm... What? Honestly, <laughs> they ride bikes and they're person-sized. I think we get that they're different from regular mice. <laughs> they ride bikes and they're person-sized. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? It is true, it is true, it's amazing. Now, they're baddies, okay? Now, I said the perfect baddie for a mouse is a cat. Mm -hmm. 
they're baddies are shown in this episode. Yes. But I didn't know what they were. <laughs> now, in the second episode that we watched, there's a reference to fish. Are you telling me that their baddie race is based on fish? Yes. Well, not you telling me. Is the show telling me that? The show is. The, the, the baddie race are the Plutarchians. But they're not from Pluto. They're from Pluton. Plutarch. Plutarch. Yes. Okay, sure. Yeah, because they're very clear on this in the second episode we watched that they sent some stuff accidentally to Pluto, but they should have sent it to Plutarch. Yeah, it would have been much easier just having to come from Pluto. Why not from Pluto? And call them Plutonians. No, maybe Disney, uh, they've copyrighted Pluto. Oh my god, maybe they have. You can't have that. Well, see, this, should, uh, this is a good point to say. This is a Marvel production, right? This is Marvel. I've got to say, this is basically what all those you know, superhero movies do now is there were so many references. There's Terminator reference and Poltergeist reference. There's yeah, all that's... these references. It's basically, it's just, it's like Deadpool or something. Is that DC? No, that is Marvel. See? <laughs> See? I, this, is, this is the same exact shit they're doing now. They've just got more money. It's just a bigger budget. <laughs> It's the same exact thing. True, I know. I, I, just they, they are lazy references, you know. And really lazy. Really <laughs> they go, they're here, which is the, the poltergeist mm-hmm. reference, right? Yep. Doesn't make sense. It's not. No, it doesn't. Charlie says it because some bad guys arrive, and that's. You might as well just say they're here. The, they're right there, guys. It just does nothing. It does nothing. <laughs> You've been introduced, though, to the mice and to Charlie Davidson. Who's their mechanic? I'm so angry her surname's Davidson. Move on, move on. <laughs> uh, and obviously Grease Pit. Then we get to meet Lawrence Limburger. Yes. Who is the overarching antagonist for the mice. Yes, he is Grease Pit's boss. Yes, he is. He is a big man. Yes, he is. In a suit. In a rusted suit. suit. They do refer to him as the big cheese. They do. Which is why we find out they hate cheese. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another reason they hate cheese, which is not mentioned here. All the Plutarchians are all named after cheeses. Oh, Limburger is a cheese. Yeah, Limburger's a type of cheese. But at some point they meet, like a, there's like a Lord Camembert, there's oh, a, no, something Will. Brie, there's oh, like Gordon Zola, you know. Did you just say Gordon Zola? Yeah, I may have made that one up. Okay. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know that yeah, all the Plutarchians are named after cheese, which says to me that's why these mice hate cheese. That is so lazy and so dumb, and I hate it. <laughs> I know there's so much about this I knew you'd hate. Well, there was a line actually from Limburger that I liked, where he he finds out because he obviously thought that the biker mice from Mars had been destroyed at some point in its past, and he goes, "Mice on motorcycles, not again." <laughs> It's just so relatable, isn't it? I oh, how many times have we all thought that? Exactly. See, now Charlene has upgraded their bikes. Yes. So she's obviously got a lot of knowledge because these are Martian bikes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But these she's are... just done it. She just knocks it out, uh, which they reply to with, thanks, sweetheart. <laughs> they call her sweetheart quite a lot. They do, they do. There's I... really no respect for her whatsoever. None, none whatsoever. Like, this is... you know, she's fixed their bikes, she's upgraded them, she's got knowledge, she should be respected. She is taking the fact that three Martian mice on space bikes have turned up in a garage, she's taking it in her stride. She is, absolutely. She also defeats Grease Pit, you know, locks him up with a lift, it's only because he tears her car lift apart that, you know, he gets loose, and then she slips on somebody's oil. He appears to be sweating oil as well. Yes, Grease Pit is an apt name, because there's always grease emanating from, from him. From his pits. How disgusting. <laughs> 
So another villain in there is uh, Professor Carbuncle. Right, yes. He's the sort of uh, the mad scientist Yeah, type. he's like your, your stereotypical looking mad scientist from a cartoon. and he Except is... he hasn't got giant wavy white hair. He's got he's bald. Couldn't really vibe with him. I thought he was going to be a robot. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. But no, but he's, he's not because he, he unveils a robot called X-Terminator. Oh, well... Yeah. When they said that the robot or or the whatever they were bringing out was going to be called Exterminator, I was like, that's a pretty boring name. Then you realise it is a robot Arnold Schwarzenegger on a bike. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's... The 90s were rife with Terminator references. Oh, yeah. this And this is, like, right as Terminator 2's come out. So it yeah. even rips off the end of Terminator 2 where he falls into the vat, spoiler alert, and melts. But, yeah, I mean... Terminator references were everywhere. Oh yeah, massively. You couldn't, they wouldn't let that die, would they? No, you know, no. That I'll be back and the Hasta La Vista baby. Because and the... it's an iconic character. Yeah. It is an iconic character, but... Which is doesn't... what is missing from the show. <laughs> it's trying so hard to find something to latch onto, and it just ain't working at all. Can I also say, you were talking about catchphrases, yes. trying to make catchphrases happen. And this episode, I think, is called Rock and Ride. Yes. Which they twice say, let's rock and ride, Mm -hmm. and once say, let's rock and roll. And I have to say, I'm glad they went with rock and ride, because even though it hasn't caught on, you know, in a big way, let's rock and roll is something that, like, dads say when they want to get leave the restaurant, you know? (laughs) Like, come on, guys, let's rock and roll. (laughs) Let's make like a banana and split. (laughs) Got Let's a, make like a tree and leave. Gotta crack on. <laughs> let's rock and roll. Yeah, let's rock and ride. I mean, yeah, this is. I'm gonna put this out. This is not a great start for this series. He doesn't do a fantastic job at um, at selling you on it. Well, I at the end of the first episode was thinking we might not be able to get a podcast out of this this TV series. <laughs> I thought it's going to be too boring. But and then. then... <laughs> Put on an episode from series three, uh, so this is really late on because this is very close to the end of the run, the original run, I should say. Oh no! <laughs> it was a continuation slash reboot in two thousand and six. Not why? <laughs> yeah. No, though, no. It was so. Yeah, the, series three, episode six, towards the end of the run, rocketh and rideth. I was excited when I saw that title. <laughs> <laughs> this just starts off just an amazing thing. They're driving along one night, the biker mice. Yeah, and Grease Pit now has his own vehicle. Yeah, which we didn't see in the first episode. I don't know what that's supposed to be. It's not. It's not a, a motorcycle. It's no. not that type of bike. It's like it looks like a dodgem or a trike. I think it's like a trike crossed with like a dune buggy. A, I think a dune buggy. A dune buggy. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I don't know why that's the thing you've got a problem with. I'm trying to imagine that. Well, it's very Having easy to imagine because there's tricycles the... and there's No, it buggies. isn't. Not if you don't imagine dune buggies well, a lot. there's someone else riding a dune buggy around. One of the other villains that is with... I don't Greece. know what a dune buggy is. <laughs> you just said that from the start. <laughs> well, I've heard of one, so I was just trying to conjure the image. And then you're getting all shitty about it. It's very easy to imagine one. I'm thinking, well, no, it's not. It's not. Where is it? It's not coming up. There's nothing. There. <laughs> I've got I got moon buggy. Is that the same? No, because I know you're thinking of the moon buggy from Diamonds Are Forever. What? How do you know that? <laughs> because that is your one moon buggy that you know of and you love that film. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're not very predictable, but that is predictable okay. because you love that movie. But anyway, so the the biker mice are driving around at night yeah. and they spot Grease Pit in a museum. Now, here's a question. 
is it entirely and responsible for them to be riding their motorcycles into a museum? Well, no, we know it isn't because of what happens. Because they knock down a totem pole, which I'm assuming is some sort of ancient relic. Yeah. Right? And then uh, they okay. use the, as they call it, Escalatorosaurus, which just means they all drive up a, a dinosaur skeleton. Yeah. They knock over a giant book. I don't know why there's a giant book in this museum. Well, there are books in this museum, apparently. Yes. Because what they're concerned with... And they say is, the Shakespeare book, it's gone. <laughs> the Shakespeare book. You know, that well-known Shakespeare book. Yes, that well-known complete works of Shakespeare. <laughs> that is from, I don't know. It's they don't like... say it's the first folio or it's like, it's, it's a, a very early Shakespeare collection. It's the Shakespeare book. Yeah, famously, there are early versions of Shakespeare's plays that are bound in hardback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, 400-year-old ones that have actually got, like, a you know a glossy front cover. Only five plays in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah. no kind of order at all. No love for Coriolanus, is no there? No love for Coriolanus. It's just the big hitters. I mean, this is very much a what you remember about Shakespeare without having to look it up. Mm, absolutely. They're yeah. never going to put Troilus and Cressida in there. No, no. What plays have we got? Romeo and Juliet, Macbeth. Hamlet, it's the big hitters. Yeah, Julius Caesar. Julius the Caesar makes it in. That's you know it's relevant to the plot. The Tempest. I don't know how that's getting up there. They I've named... had Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh yeah, that's a better one. Ass's head. <laughs> maybe fairies. Tw- you can maybe get rid of Twelfth Night, perhaps. Maybe Twelfth Night. No, 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 no. It's not got. A, it's not got enough of a look. It's got. The, it's got the yellow stockings, the cross garters. It has got the yellow stockings and cross gartered, but it's not. No, it's. I mean, not they name drop Richard the Third, but they don't actually. We don't see Richard the Third. No, the only way you can portray Richard the Third is by a guy with a hump <laughs> yes. calling out for a horse, He's killing his nephews. We don't want that. Anyway, so the Shakespeare book is, is gone. The Shakespeare book's been stolen. Yes, but it's all right because. We're just going to go back to the garage. Yeah, don't worry about that, this classic Shakespeare, whatever it is that's been stolen, because yep. it's also Charlene's birthday. Yes, it is. They uh, sing her a birthday song. Not the birthday song that everybody sings when you have cake, no. because that one's copyright and you have to pay for it. <laughs> yes. So they make one up. And they also give her a present. Yeah, at this point I wrote down she is definitely screwing all of them. <laughs> Wow. It's very much a Snow White and the Seven Dwarves dynamic going on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have to back up. You think that in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Snow White is sleeping with all the dwarves? Isn't that isn't that canon? <laughs> isn't that canon? That's like that that's, you know, the subtext. <laughs> Disney don't put that in, but that's very much what everyone knows to be right, the truth. Right. You're thinking it was like, you know, like the late 90s like reboot of this which was a bit gritty and then they later accepted as canon that she was sleeping with all the dwarfs. No, 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 no. no. Always canon. What? The, originally as written. Okay. Well, just, I... just banging all of them. <laughs> just banging all of just them. Just going to town on them. Do you not get that vibe from Charlene though? I mean, no, cuz I think there's there's a Is there any relationship going on with any of them i think Vinny fancies himself the ladies mouse you know he oh god uh, and he he does quite fancy charlie and yeah wants uh wants a bit of wants a bit of charlie action i was gonna say loving but i don't know why uh why would you say that? <laughs> i don't know so stop myself wants a bit of charlie but action does she want a bit of mouse dick loving <laughs> oh god Maybe those antenna do have other uses. Oh, no! No! Oh, Jesus. That makes that first scene where he mind melts with a really, really disgusting. And a bit presumptuous. 
See, the thing is, Throttle is dedicated to being the leader of the gang. Who is Nell? Throttle. The white one? No, that's Vinny. We've been over this. <laughs> Throttle is the brown one with the green sunglasses. Oh, the little white one likes her. Yes, Vinny. Why does she like that one? Well, she doesn't. This is the thing. Oh. She's like... Oh. Well, as I say, I think she's doing it with all of them. Now, this I find implausible, but it is the Shakespeare-themed episode. Yeah. She wants to go and see The Tempest, which is on... In the park. Shakespeare it, in the park. Massive. Massive, like, stadium. Mm-hmm. And... She wants them to come. Yes. She has pre-arranged their suits. So they can't come in their ordinary biker gear. She has tuxedos. Yes, she does. With with biker helmets. No, I think the biker helmets are their own. Right. Well, they they wear them. They do wear them. And they coordinate, don't they? Yes, they do. If anything, I think she's got the tuxedos to match with their biker helmets. Okay, I get that. I think she's accepted... They're so going to they, wear the helmets, whatever. They, I can't stop them doing that. They gave them all a colour, like like the Mutant Ninja Hero Turtles. Yes, like the Mutant Ninja Hero Turtles. That's what they're called. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Are they not Hero Turtles? Well, I think... Ah, right. I think. Oh, is... no! I've asked a question! I don't want to know the answer! <laughs> you just did that face! You just did that face of... I'm going to read you the wiki article. Please don't tell me now. Save it for... The episode, because I'm sure we'll end up watching it. Do not, do not, do not, no. Oh, okay. So they've gone to see this. They're in their tuxedos. I really think she should have told them to leave the helmets at home. It's clear that the helmets can be removed. They do not spend all their time in helmets. So why would you let them wear the helmets? It definitely attracts attention. Imagine being sat behind those fuckers. It's why they had to sit them on the back row. So they they are right at the back row. You say it's Shakespeare in the Park, but it's not just like um, they're not sitting around having picnics. There's a massive structure that they're sitting in. Yeah, it's like how you see opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's it, like a big amphitheater. Kind a of big thing. amphitheater, and they are sat miles away. Yeah. yeah. Well, no wonder they're getting bored. They're falling no wonder asleep. They're bored exactly. They're eating popcorn. You sit up in the gods, you do get bored. Yeah, they you start can't see what's cheering. Going. Else. But anyway, so the Tempest is going on. They've sat through to the end of it, you know. We're at Prospero's final speech, and suddenly Prospero's clothes disappear. Yeah, I didn't get what was going on there, Will. Can you explain it to me? Basically, yeah, this is all linked to the fact that Limburg has stolen the Shakespeare book. Oh, yes, the Shakespeare book has a machine that he is using to send people into the world of Shakespeare plays. Yes, I got that from the rest of the episode. What about the clothes? To steal... He's stealing all the land, right? And he says, once all the land is gone, the play ceases to exist. And it goes clothes first. No, no. Everything's gone, right? Basically, they're no longer performing The Tempest because... Basically, the Tempest doesn't exist anymore. So the costume from the Tempest, the speech from the Tempest, the title of the Tempest is all gone. They can't remember what play they've gone to see because it's been erased from history. So this guy won't be wearing a costume from it because the play's gone. So this guy suddenly is in his pants, not knowing what to say. Okay. I mean, I don't accept that because that costume was probably hired, could be used to perform, you know... Chaucer or Marlowe or some shit. Well, yeah, it could be, but the fact is, I think when you say you're doing the Tempest in it, let's move on because what happens next is awesome. Yes, it is. It is. It's amazing. Can you do the coincidence speech? You can edit that. No, I mean, first of the, they, I'm going to they, they are watching this disappear and looking at the the empty now playbill, and they say this is beyond weird. 
This is mega mucho weird. Stop trying to make these catchphrases Great happen. Great mega mucho weird. Great mega mucho weird. Then he says, <laughs> Throttle goes, wait, Greasepit steals the mouldy old Shakespeare book. Then one of his plays disappears. Coincidence? Yes, in all likelihood, yeah. No, no, no. It's coincidence and then takes off glasses. <laughs> that very much punctuates that. Coincidence remove glasses in a flourish <laughs> it's that meme of the the csi guy yes, Coincidence. It's, <laughs> it's amazing one big problem with that though oh no throttle you know basically right okay oh God, <laughs> I'm, serious. I'm serious right the white one has the face plate on the side of his head yes because we find out basically he lost part of his face right in a thing that happened before the series somebody started. actually did vacate his face <laughs> Someone vacated his face. Modo, the grey one, has yeah. a bionic arm because someone vacated his arm. Yeah. Now, to look at Throttle, you'd think, well, Throttle came off fairly light in this. Throttle lost his eyes. That's why he wears the glasses, because they're what he sees with now. Not his eyes behind the glasses. He hasn't got But he those. does rip off his glasses, doesn't he? He does, which is just making himself so blind. he's taking off his eyes. He's taking off his eyes to make a point. Wow. Which is, you know... That is really commitment to a meme it is. that hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> The biker mice leave Charlie behind and get sucked into Hamlet. One of them lifts her off his bike with his tail rather than just say, please can you get off because now we need to do the exciting, smashy, fighty bit. (laughs) He lifts her off with his tail, which I find rude. Yes, it is rude and she finds it rude as well. And She's she very put out by it. is sentient. She has rights. <laughs> Just to be sure, everyone in this is sentient. <laughs> so, somehow, somehow, the details are a bit sketchy but they all go into Hamlet Yes, they do. And she figures out that they're all in Hamlet. Yes. Because she's at home reading her copy of Hamlet? No, no. She runs into the tower, finds them all disappeared, looks at the book, sees it is open on Hamlet, and makes the immediate connection they've been sucked into Hamlet. Well, the picture changes, doesn't she? Yes. But I was uh, uh, unclear on what that whole machine <laughs> book... I, I, d- I don't know, because she says, they're in Hamlet, get me a schematic. Right, one, she's yelling this to no one. Two... Why do you need a schematic? It's a play. It's not a fucking map. Well, what, what's, what's the schematic of? Is it of the, the machine? Of? Is it of Elsinore? I is... imagine that <laughs> schematic, right, is a big picture of the biker mice, right, <laughs> and a big picture of, uh, you know, Hamlet, and a big arrow pointing from one to the other. <laughs> that's, that's the schematic. It's, but they, they jump into Hamlet, and the amazing thing is, I mean, the dialogue we said in the first episode is appalling. The dialogue in this... <laughs> It's so good. It's amazing. It's brilliant. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, it's just little bits I wrote down. We are smacketh in the middle of this. <laughs> Tis gnarly. <laughs> Forsooth, what's happening, Charlie man? <laughs> Let's rocketh and rideth. To whip tail or not to whip tail, that is the question. Yes, a, a nice one. There's even a Zounds, which for the Shakespeare nerds, that always used to get us when we were reading Shakespeare in class, when you had to say Zounds. Yes. <laughs> and to explain what that is, you're like, why on earth would you shorten that to Zounds? Yes, it's God's Wounds, God's isn't it? God's Wounds, yes. Yeah, and the teacher would be like, yeah, that was, it used to be God's Wounds and it got shortened. Everyone it has the same reaction of, what? No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> It's like that Blake poem. Like, it really winds me up when... Is it Blake, Tiger, Tiger? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, I, why, I can't ever hear anyone say that, right? Because because the thing is, when he when Blake wrote it, it's it's meant to be faith though hand or faithful eye the symmetry, and anyone who reads it now will do very dramatically. Go, thy hand or no hand or faithful eye could frame thy painless symmetry. I'm like, right. Are you saying that if you had to read that aloud, you would say symmetry? I'm saying I wouldn't read it aloud. <laughs> Stop reading it aloud, right? Or if you are going to read it aloud, don't read it like a wanker, right? What? People saying, read it. saying the word symmetry properly no, is no, being no, no, a wanker. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But don't try and lean into it like it's going to rhyme and then go like symmetry. Genuinely, every reading I've ever seen of that, people doing it on TV or anything else, it is so fucking wanky. Like, they're always, like, perched on a log, like, one leg over the other, with a book in their hand, reading out like that, looking like I'm the smartest person in the world. I think, to be honest, if you're seeing it that many times, you should just watch less pretentious stuff to begin with. <laughs> I can't, I try! It just finds me! <laughs> anyway. I'll be watching, like, the one show, and suddenly it'll be like, oh... Wait, there's your first problem! <laughs> Don't watch the one show. I haven't got a choice. It's be when you're around at your mum and dad's and the one show will be on. Don't bring my parents into it. How do you? <laughs> we don't. We're, this isn't a house of one show watchers. No, it isn't. <laughs> if I see the one show on and I'm not in control of the remote control, I want to smash the place up. <laughs> yeah, but there's hardly a Shakespeare quote that is commonly known that they do not hit oh, at some butcher. point. Well, no, they, but they're getting them all in there. They, they are getting best. them all in there. Anyway, <laughs> they jump out of there and they go into Julius Caesar. And right, here's a line I want to ask you something about. Yes. The Roman army starts marching towards them, because in this one, obviously, Limburger is Julius Caesar. And a throttle... Yes. That's the brown one. Okay, thank you. With the green glasses. Thank you. Says... That's either the Roman army or a Shriners convention. That is a thing I swear was like a big thing in like American TV in the 90s. Like a mention of a Shriners convention. What is a Shriners convention? Why would you ask me that? And what is a Shriner? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. I didn't write that down because I thought you hadn't noticed it. And I thought, well, I just won't mention it because I have no clue. That rings no bells for me. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and look up what Shriners go. I mean, what could it be? A Shriners convention. Obviously, well, convention is a large gathering of people. That bit I've not got a problem with. It's the Shriner. What's a Shriner? I don't know, but I mean, America, it's a bit culty, isn't it? I'm always getting at the Americans. I know I am. <laughs> it's not individual uh, Americans. It's America. The United States of America as a concept. As a conceptually. But, yeah, that's the one I have a problem with. No, so I don't know that. I don't know what a Shriner is. But I imagine them, you know, they all look up to somebody culty. Yeah, I think I'll go with that. Yeah. They've all got stockpiles of tins in their basements. <laughs> that's just, I don't know. Preppers. Preppers. They said a preppers convention. Yeah, that maybe I'd get more. But anyway, so we leave there with a quick shout of friends, Romans, motor jammers. They also, uh, I came, I saw, I ordered you to get those mice. <laughs> Which they and do try to translate into Latin. Veni, Vici, no, Veni, Vidi, Vermini. Veni, <laughs> Vidi, Vermini. It's, they, they're just doing them all. They're they get them all in those. there. They are. Then they jump, Limburger and his lot escape to Richard III, but the biker mice get sent to Romeo and Juliet. Because they think a romantic comedy will be useless. And this is the one where, saying like, Vinny gets cast as Romeo and Charlie gets cast as Juliet. So that's, you know, they're... Vinny's the white one. Vinny's the, yeah, Vinny's the white one with the face mask. <laughs> 
you keep saying face mask and stuff like that helps me? Because do you think I remember that? <laughs> I think you might remember. That's just more confusing. I thought the brown one had the face mask. No, he's got the glasses. No, look, white, brown, and grey. That's all I know. Right. Okay. <laughs> Why I you keep adding those details like that helps me? It doesn't help me. <laughs> the white one is Romeo. Charlie is Juliet. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's because there is a love connection between the two of them. In that he wants her, she's not having it. Um, but she, she's talking about building a building a, a, a radio, and is like, mayhaps I can strip parts from this. There's a lot of wither and mayhap. <laughs> but then they come up with a plan, and they get everyone transported into Macbeth and have sorry, the Scottish play, and they have <laughs> wanker, which the the mice are there as the witches, and Limburger is there as Macbeth. And I mean, this is the thing. At this point, they are basically just quoting. This exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, because the point of this has been for Limburger to gather up land, so in Julius Caesar, the Roman Empire's obviously huge, he was, he was happy with that one, yep. but now being transported to Macbeth, the, the little guy, the Carbuncle. Carbuncle's come with him, has got to convince him that Scotland is worthy of his attentions. <laughs> so they obviously, they as writers, they put that in thinking, nobody will be impressed with somebody who's trying to capture Scotland. Scotland is so insignificant to Americans. Nobody will be impressed. They'll be like, he'll get out of there immediately. Because once he realises he's in Scotland, he'll think there's nothing here I could want. So Carbuncle says, Scotland does have coal and petroleum. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll stick around there. All right, we'll go for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have that, then we're out of here. So just so Scots know their worth, it's just the coal and petroleum that they're after. Nothing else to offer. Oh, my goodness. At that point, the Dr. Carbuncle has got this black th- hat on. Yes. That makes him look so much like Richard O'Brien in Ever After, <laughs> the Drew Barrymore film. Do you remember this? I, I remember because I've watched it with you because you've seen it multiple That's another one to add to your list of terrible movies no one else likes but you. Whoa! Like. <laughs> what are you saying? People like that. That's a good movie. Really? Is That's it? a genuinely good movie. Am I confusing that with the one where she plays Cinderella but she can't? She can't speak, or she, yeah, she can't tell anyone that she's cursed. Yeah, that's Ella Enchanted. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know anything about that one. So. <laughs> also, on Scottish culture, they the biker mice, they've moaned about tights in the previous ones, because mm-hmm. that's always a thing of, you know, if you're playing Shakespeare, you're in tights, and men don't like it. In this, they have to wear kilts. Yes. And I guess they thought that the kids wouldn't know what kilts were. Yeah, it was like, kilts, kilts are like... I think around the world, no, you know what a kilt is. Yeah, I think. Well, I think so because in America, certainly, they love to put on kilts, especially at weddings, and pretend that they're Scottish oh, or yeah. Irish. Yeah, they do that as well. Yeah, but yeah. So in this, they explain them as saying they're like Scottish culottes. Now, now this gave me pause because I was under the impression that a culotte is like a crop trouser. It is a very baggy cropped trouser right but it has a crotch that's the it has a crotch that's the important thing it has a crotch it can appear like it is a skirt when looking at it but it is joined in the middle Hmm. it only appears to be like a skirt from the fullness yeah you see now it culottes culottes and kilts have nothing in common no not at all if they'd said it's kind of like a skirt, i would have at least kind of gone okay maybe well, even this skirt. It's, it's if like they'd a have said it's like a skirt, I would have been so happy because the nineties were a time when it was okay to talk about the skirt, and we don't talk about it enough now. 
But We've consigned it to history. It's done. I think we have. But for them to think that all the kids would be sitting at home going, I've never heard of a kilt. What possibly could be a kilt? Oh, it's like culottes. Oh, cool. That's fine then. <laughs> what kids have heard of culottes well, but haven't heard of a kilt? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I had culottes in the 90s though. Oh dear. But they are a bad look and I never want to see them make a comeback. The yeah. scort I'd be happy with. Culottes? No. <laughs> Because it's around this point as well, they're riding off obviously with trees strapped to the front of their bikes, which somehow they've got, um, to for the Burnham Wood coming to Dunsinane. And um, they, again, throw Charlie off the bike, and Charlie says, like, Shakespeare never wrote a decent woman's part. Never did write a decent woman's role. Right, she's saying that whilst they're in Macbeth. Yes. Lady Macbeth <laughs> is the Most woman's role. Yeah. Now... I agree that all of Shakespeare's plays reflect the time they're written in, mm-hmm. so reflect the role that women had. That's fair enough to say, because, you know, what was he going to do? Would women just be a totally different creature, like biker mice from Mars? No, <laughs> right? He writes the women that existed at the time, but he writes them fucking well. Yeah? For biker mice from Mars to come out and say that Shakespeare never wrote a decent woman's role from... A fucking, you know, cut-and-paste copy job from Teenage Mutant Ninja Hero Turtles. In an episode where they've dumped the woman off the back of the bike twice. Twice? (laughs) That's fucking outrageous. (laughs) That is scandalous. How fucking dare you, by the way. How dare you. How dare you. You know nothing. (laughs) Oh, dear. So they they banish uh, Limburger and his ilk. They sort it all out, don't they? they? Sort now, it, all out. it wraps up neatly in like that's ten what seconds happens, flat. Isn't it? Yeah. And they and they put her birth they sacrifice her birthday present, which is a book of fairy tales, in place of the old Shakespeare book, and they send them to the three little pigs. Yes. She says, I've got something niftier in mind, and it turns out to be the three little pigs. <laughs> yes. Where they just their the tower suddenly becomes sticks and gets blown over and they're sat in a pile of wood. Who cares? I didn't no one understand. Gives a shit. They end it with yet another reference that could have been done by Deadpool, um, because he says, get thee to a goonery. Get thee to a goonery, that is a good... And then pokes his head round a curtain and says, that's all, folks, because he's a pig now. Yes. Yeah, he does. So and a, a little Looney Tunes reference at the end of it. Looney because why not? And so, yeah, that, and that brings us to the end of Biker Mice from Mars. So, Liz, how do you like me now? I have to say, I don't think this is any worse than other stuff you've made me watch in the cartoons that I've never cared about previously genre. <laughs> this is not any worse. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 just okay. I don't I don't think you should be going back to this. If if you you told me that there was a reboot of this, yeah. I can't see why that's necessary. To me, a reboot is because you've got so so much sort of iconic legendary characters that you feel like bringing them forward again and giving them a new tone can can breathe new life into it. This, you can make up an idea as good as this on the back of a fag packet. This, th- you don't need to bother with this. Yeah, th- this is very much like a cartoon that has the flavour of being created by pulling words out of a hat and just what, seeing what sticks. What did you think of it? As someone who actually possibly would watch things in this I genre. I think, yeah, I, I do watch things in this genre. I would go back and watch things in this genre. This, I don't, I didn't really watch this as a kid. And I think, to be honest, this wasn't something that I really enjoyed as a kid. To my mind, you know, I preferred Turtles. Preferred Teenage Mutant You've Ninja Turtles. You've got the turtles right there. Exactly. I don't need a second lot of turtles that aren't turtles, you know? I don't need a second I lot. Do I've know. got the turtles. If you've got turtles, 
I've got turtles, which is a, and turtles named after Renaissance painters is a stronger concept. Yeah, they do they do karate, they do ninja tricks. Yeah. You know, they they've got a, a, an old rat as a as a <laughs> mentor. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, before I, before I knew it, I'd said that old rat. You can't say old rat without warning. <laughs> I've got me four turtles mentored by an old rat. You know, they're hanging around with April O'Neil. They've got good villains, well defined. You know, this is this is just a for me, this is a knockoff turtles, and it's never it'll never be more than that. And I don't know, I haven't got the interest in going back and watching it. I think if you are after a cartoon series about crime fighting anthropomorphic creatures, you know, with villains, with a female kind of sidekick, everything else, you're better off sticking with your four turtles and the old rat. <laughs> if you're looking for that, you're looking for something very specific, aren't you? <laughs> you are. What a strange person you would be. <laughs> I want four creatures, a female sidekick. And an old rat. An old rat. And I don't want them to be turtles. What can I have? What can I have? If you're that kind of person, if you're sat there right now, then go and watch Bike and Mice from Mars. Yes. Everybody else, find something better to do with your day. Absolutely. Well, Liz, thank you for joining me. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Hey, if you're enjoying How Do You Like Me Now and want to get involved more with the show, why not follow us on Twitter at HDYLMN1 or on Instagram at How Do You Like Me and get involved. We'll be running polls so you can choose what shows we're watching or what shows Liz is most likely to hate. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please like, rate, subscribe, review our show. It all helps and it's really appreciated. Thanks a lot and keep listening. This is a Standard Nerds podcast.